welcome to another episode of the Jesse Golden Podcast. I have a special one for you today. Given the timing of the holidays, specifically Christmas, coming up for many of you. And I'm releasing this earlier than our usual Sunday release time because I want you all to be armed and prepared to respond to any comments you may receive about food or your body. As we all know, this time of the year can really bring up a lot of emotional weight for a lot of people when it comes to food, being exposed to people that we haven't seen maybe in a couple years at this point due to the pandemic. So I want to make sure, firstly, that everyone is minding their own side of the street, right? We can't expect other people to be showing us respect and treating us as sovereign human beings with a a strong sense of humanity if we are not doing the same to others. Now, before I go further, I do want to remind you guys that I'm giving away two of my courses for free. I will be selecting randomly of those who have left a review on the podcast. So if you have not done so already, please go ahead and take a moment, head on over to iTunes, leave a review. And if you don't see it right away, don't worry, it will be visible. It takes a day or two for it to be approved. And I will go ahead and select randomly someone who has left a comment or excuse me, a review during the month of December. And I will be choosing the two winners on January 1st. Now let's get back to commenting about food and body. So as I mentioned, it's first really important to note if we're doing this ourselves, we need to ensure that we are not being hypocritical. And we'll see a lot throughout this conversation that there's a ton of projection that is typically going on when we're talking about people commenting on our food choices or our bodies. The same applies if we notice ourselves doing this to other people. So please keep that in mind. Now, when I want to give a bit of a background here, it's very common in today's society to view excess adiposity or fatness as a character flaw. And this is extremely misguided and misinformed. The causes of having obesity are multifactorial. They can include socioeconomic factors, mental health, and physical health as well that can make it more difficult to achieve weight loss and to sustain it. So some examples of that can be trauma, lack of emotional agility. You know, we everyone has different resources when it comes to learning tools for effectively managing different emotions. Lack of financial resources in terms of like I mentioned mental health resources in achieving physical health resources, so medical care and in purchasing food or a gym membership. These are things we need to keep in mind. Food deserts, things like grief, changes in appetite regulation in the brain, and much, much more. So we can't just project the ease with which we may achieve a certain aesthetic or body composition and project that onto other people. It can be extremely difficult for some people to to achieve a certain body composition or sustain any semblance of weight loss. We really need to show compassion for both ourselves and others. As I mentioned, oftentimes we're seeing a lot of projection here and that lack of compassion that we show for others when it comes to food and body choices, oftentimes we can see that that same lack of compassion is being demonstrated towards ourselves. So something to keep in mind. 
So now that we understand this, how can we respond to others? Firstly, let's look at some of the reasons that they may be commenting. And I want to preface this that if you have commented on somebody else's food or body choices in the past, I certainly did as well. So there can be a lot of triggers when I talk about this subject because people realize that they do this to others and they get defensive and they think that I'm calling them a terrible person and that's not the case. So go easy on yourself if you notice that you do do this to others and just think, okay, this might be an opportunity for me to understand what it might be like on the receiving end of this. And you can start to show yourself compassion, as I mentioned, while also showing others compassion. We're all learning together and we're doing a lot of unlearning about what society has taught us about what it means to be a, a good person, assuming that your body composition has something to do with that and how all of this works. So when it comes to comments on your body, typically this can be distilled down to that person having issues with their own body. So if they would feel really insecure or dislike themselves, if they gained fat, then chances are that they are projecting that insecurity or that fear onto you. And I can already hear people sitting, listening to this saying, no, but I'm concerned about that person's health. Let's say it's my father or somebody in my family and their weight gain is leading them to poorer health. And as I mentioned, we want to refer back to what I stated earlier that Having excess adiposity on your body is multifactorial. It's not as easy for many people as just saying, well, then put the fork down, have some self-control, have some willpower. So while you may be well-meaning and that person who's commenting towards you may actually be well-meaning, it's still misguided and misinformed to some degree. Now, that person may also believe that you won't be loved if you look a certain way. And I know this can be a difficult one to hear. And I remember when I received comments about weight gain in the past, and I could see that the person was genuinely concerned because they truly believed in their heart of hearts that I was not going to be okay in life unless I looked a certain way. So it was coming from a loving place. But again, it was coming from a really grossly misguided place within that person. And to them, that reality was very real. And honestly, guys, In today's society, it's difficult to deny that there are more privileges awarded to people who look a certain way. So while we can see that that very well may be, that doesn't mean that's something that we want to perpetuate. We want to break that mold just because I can see, okay, this person might have more advantages in their day-to-day life because they look a certain way. In no way, shape, or form am I going to actually allow that person to believe that it should be that way. So I'm going to do everything in my power to counter that, right? So that's where we want to start shifting things. So note that whether you're doing this or you're in the receiving end of this, the true belief might be, I'm loving you so strongly that I'm trying to protect you. And that can feel very, very real. They can also be equating body fat to health in its entirety. So while excess adiposity over the long term can lead to negative health outcomes, We really need to start looking as a society at everyone's health individually and holistically. So this means their social relationships. I can't tell you how many times with the women I work with who have unhealthy relationships with food, they have completely destroyed their overall sense of well-being 
in an effort to lose weight. And that's not something to joke around about. That's something that we really need to keep in the back of our minds when we're just saying to somebody, the only health that matters is the excess, excess, quote unquote, fat on your body. That's really dehumanizing to somebody and reduces them to a number on the scale. And if you're listening to this thinking you're coddling people who are heavier, again, I want to refer you to the first part, socioeconomic, mental health, physical health, so many different factors play in to somebody's relationship with food and their body weight, their body composition. So policing somebody's health is often very dehumanizing. Which can lead me to someone can truly believe that criticism will be helpful. So depending on your upbringing, someone's background, for example, there's a strong military background in my family. The perception can be that, well, I have to criticize somebody or they're never going to change. And I have to come out hard out of the gate and just berate somebody because that's what someone does when they love you. That is how you inspire change. And again, that's misinformed. That's misguided. Firstly, the readiness to change needs to be there. There's there's scales when it comes to how ready somebody actually is to start changing their behavior, their lifestyle, their overall way that they are looking at life in general. And oftentimes we think I'm ready to change, but I'm not. Same thing applies to other people. Just simply trying to shame somebody or criticize somebody into change does not work. And further, it will probably make things worse because now they have this added level of shame. And how do you think they're going to respond to feeling deeply ashamed, probably riddled with guilt, feeling like they're being reduced to simply their body fat percentage or their food choices? And if their only tools to manage their emotions is to either restrict or to eat, then they're probably going to be engaging in those very behaviors. Now, it's also important to remember that when you are saying these comments about somebody's body, someone right next to them may have an eating disorder. Someone right next to them may have a really unhealthy relationship with food or their body. And this is just fueling the fire. Little ears, if you have young children in your family, they are always listening, always watching, always absorbing. So we need to take responsibility for the type of narrative that we're perpetuating for everybody around us, everybody in our family or friend group. We have to take personal responsibility for this stuff. So in summary, comments about your body, it's often stemming from fear, from their own insecurity, or simply being misinformed. And usually it's a combination of all three of those. And when it comes to food choices, they're again, is often a projection. So they're insecure about their own food choices. They have their own disordered eating tendencies or belief systems. And I see this oftentimes with women who tend to lean more towards orthorexic behaviors or patterns, which is an obsession with healthy food or quote unquote clean food, where they they get almost anxious looking around at people who are not eating those same types of food. And they're coming from a place of fear and it projects as judgment. Like there's a there's a desire to protect that person almost from no you're going to be a bad person which is not outwardly what they're believing but internally subconsciously it's you're not going to be safe if you're eating that way 
whether they can't control the way others perceive them, they won't be able to control the way their bodies look. It can be deeply rooted. So just know that if someone is commenting on your food choices, it is likely coming from their own insecurity about their own choices and relationship with food. It can be the fear of you getting fat. And so you can refer to what we previously just discussed about body fears because food is the vehicle to changing our bodies in addition to exercise, but to a lesser degree. So if someone is deeply fearful of you losing or gaining weight, then that is going to be projected. People can also view food choices as a moral decision. I am better than you if I eat this way. You are better than me if you eat this way. So we can see this, and this does seem to be more prevalent amongst women, is this subtle or overt sense of judgment when someone, let's say a woman orders a salad when everyone else is eating pizza and wine and someone decides not to drink, then that judgment can come out that way. Oh, just live a little. Why do you care so much? You just need to to let loose, right? That's just as much a projection as the other way. Let's say everyone's you know, having salads and kombucha, and then someone's having pizza and cake. Then we see the projection the other way where it's, oh my gosh, can you believe that she's doing that? In either case, it is their shit. It is completely their bullshit. Everyone is a grown adult, a sovereign adult being. We have no right to be sitting around judging how other people choose to feed themselves, which is a very personal decision. And again, goes back to a ton of factors. So this applies to choosing the more nutritious options and the really processed ones. So both can trigger people who aren't secure in their choices. This can also really be seen with portion sizes too. You can often see those who are insecure about what they're doing if they're constantly looking around at how much other people are eating at the table to gauge how much they should be eating or whether they're going to deem themselves as good or bad based on how much they've eaten relative to other people. So you can see when you start to get a glimpse, and I used to do all these things, by the way, I used to do all these things when body stuff and food stuff, because I was so deeply insecure and misinformed and fearful within myself, I was spewing it everywhere. It was not pretty, it was not responsible. But as I learned more, I did better. So again, referring to what I mentioned when it comes to bodies, this can also, when it comes to food, food nitpicking and judgments, it can come from a loving place, but once more, it is misguided because many people aren't aware of how complex relationship with food is and weight regulation. Both of these are really, really complex and complicated. So now that you have some background, and hopefully this can ease some of your discomfort with this and realizing, wow, there's a lot that can go into these comments that has nothing to do with me. So maybe I shouldn't take it so personally, even though I know that it can hurt. And if you found yourself realizing, wow, I do this to other people, again, please show yourself compassion. Like I mentioned, I used to do a lot of these things, all of these things. And as I learned, I did better. And it benefits no one to sit there and beat yourself up or to become super defensive and double down. So I ask that you just keep an open mind when you're considering this material. When it comes to how to respond. So let's start with mindset. Firstly, as I mentioned, know that this doesn't have anything to do with you, even if someone is truly coming from a good 
place. If they believe they're coming from a good place, sometimes that can be easier to help acquiesce some of that pain that we can feel that sting if we say, okay, they're not doing this because they hate me. They're doing this because they love me. And in their own way, even though it's extremely misguided, they're coming from a good place. And their lack of awareness of how complex one's relationship with food is, is not on you. That's not your responsibility. And you can flip that a little bit and start to show compassion and say, wow, that must really be a struggle for them because they're still so caught up in this belief that they're just an immoral or undisciplined person or that they're a bad person if they eat some processed foods. We can start to show compassion and that can really help alleviate some of that internal pain that we can feel as well. Now in the moment, if you feel your body tense up or you start to feel triggered, which I always, always did when I was on the receiving end of these comments, I would recommend that you focus on regulating your nervous system first. We can feel that sense of increased heart rate, maybe feel anxious or feel anger. That was typically my first reaction is I would feel my face flush and I would start to feel like I'm going to lash out. Sometimes I did, but that wasn't the choice and the behavior that I really wanted to emulate in the moment. So I'd recommend that you leave the room if you have an opportunity to do so, if you don't feel like you can really regulate yourself by staying around that person in the moment. Try taking a deep breath with a longer exhale. This will help you get back into your parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest. Might need to take a couple deep breaths and you can try counting to 10. And you can try using your senses like touch to bring you back in the present moment and out of your head. You can feel the sensations in your body. I don't want you to ignore them and pretend they're not there, but just know that they're going to pass. So feel them and know that you don't have to respond to them. Then once you feel like you're in a place where, okay, if I say something or act out from this place, I'll feel proud of myself because you know it won't be coming from a superheated, triggered place. You can look them in the eye if you're comfortable, but this shows like, hey, mano y mano, let's talk about this adult to adult. Show them that you're secure in what you're about to say, if possible. I know that eye contact can be uncomfortable for some people, but if you've are able to and challenge yourself here, look them in the eye and calmly state, please don't make any additional comments about food or my body. That's a firm boundary for me. And that's all you have to say. You don't have to add anything if you don't want to. And oftentimes if we just let that linger, just say, please don't make any additional comments about food or my body. It's a firm boundary for me. Very infrequently is someone going to try to clap back to that. Because you looked them in the eye, you showed them you're not here to fuck around, and you didn't ask a question. You didn't say, hey, can you please not do that and kind of make shaky and add a bunch of disclaimers and try to explain yourself. You just said, this is the way it is. End of discussion. This is a firm boundary. Now, this is where you're going to have to put your money where your mouth is, though, because if they come to you and they continue to push or you continue to say things, then you're going to have to actually back up what you said. And say, as I mentioned previously, this is a firm boundary for me. I'm not discussing this. So if you want to continue making comments, you're going to have to do it when we're no longer together because I'm not going to put myself in this situation. So essentially, you're going to remove yourself from their company if they continue to do that. 
And if you feel called to, depending on your relationship, because this stuff can be super complex, depending on the dynamics, you can share why. If you feel like the person maybe immediately looked like, oh shit, I didn't realize that that was something that was really hurting this person, or they feel called out and you can tell that they might be willing to listen and to hear why that's really impactful for you, then feel free to go ahead and share why and say, you know, it makes me feel reduced to a body fat percentage. I feel like you completely neglect me as a human being. I haven't heard you ask anything about my my true happiness or fulfillment or my career, my relationships, hobbies, you know, things that actually make you a human being. And this will help everybody. It will help them because as I mentioned, it is the projection of their own shit. So then they'll start to ease a little bit as well and start to think, wow, maybe I can start to show myself more compassion as well. But you may have to be the one to go first. It's really powerful though, if you can start to unravel the narrative that's been in your family for a long time. And I know it can be painful to be the first one to go, but you'll feel really empowered afterwards. Leading with vulnerability, if you feel comfortable doing so, can also be really, really powerful. If you're not in a state where you feel like you can elaborate and share more about your experience and what it has been like, maybe you feel like you've been shamed either way. And I realize that I'm speaking mostly here to people who are shamed because they have obesity or they fall into the overweight category. Because that just tends to be the majority of the population who has to deal with this kind of feedback. But keep in mind, I'm not at all dismissing those who maybe are leaner than those in their family and they have to deal with comments in that regard as well. I see you, I honor you, and you deserve to defend the way you are living your life and what you feel is best for you 100%. So this falls into any and all categories. I would also recommend that you use I statements to ensure that the recipient doesn't start to go into defensive mode. Remember that this is about you and your needs. If you start to go off on lectures and start telling them that they need to read this book and that book and they're so misinformed and da da da, then it may not be the most productive conversation. Maybe down the road, similarly to someone critiquing food choices, that's not going to do jack squat for anybody changing their behavior, you sitting there lecturing them on how they need to be informed about XYZ is not going to do anything to change their behavior either. So just start with it's about you, your needs, your feelings, your experience, and then if they want to know more, they can ask. And just explain how it makes you feel and what you'd like to hear going forward if you have clarity on that. As I just mentioned, if you would like to hear more comments or questions about you as a person, about what's going on in your life, about what makes you the amazing human being that you are that has nothing to do with your appearance, request that. The love of our conversations as a family or as a friend group, whatever it is, we're more focused on things that are interesting in life and more interesting about us than our appearance. And see how people start to react to that. And you'll probably see that you'll just start to plant a seed. You won't see a huge shift overnight. You may. But you may just notice that next time you see that they're trying. You see that they're starting to lead with things. And it may you may still get some of those comments here and there. 
But over time, just start to reinforce your boundaries, what's important to you. And also tying back to the beginning of this podcast, make sure you're going first and you're minding your side of the street. If you are someone who receives a lot of comments about how you're overweight or how you need to lose weight, and then the next time you see somebody, the first thing you comment on is how they've lost weight or how they're looking skinny or leaner, you're perpetuating the same stuff. So we need to make sure that everybody, regardless of your situation, is taking responsibility and is contributing to shifting the narrative universally. All of us have to do our part and all of us have to take responsibility for minding our own side of the street. And lastly, note that this takes practice, especially if you're one who is not really comfortable asserting your boundaries or having those difficult conversations. I don't want to downplay that at all. To this day, there are some really difficult conversations where I feel that knot in my stomach, but I do it anyway. And you may word vomit the first time you try because it's coming from an emotional place and there's fear and you're worried about how they're going to react. That's okay. Go easy on yourself. This is completely new territory for a lot of people and it'll get better in time. And I guarantee you will feel so good defending yourself and let go of their response to it. There's only so much you can do. You spoke your piece and then you have to let it go. They might combat you. They might argue with you. They might try and say how you're wrong. Let it go. And again, go back to your boundary where you say, this is a firm boundary. If you can't hold to this, then I'm not going to put myself in your presence. And that's a whole different conversation. One that may need to be discussed with a therapist if you feel called due to personal relationship dynamics, but I just want to set you up for understanding that it may not go perfectly smoothly, but that doesn't mean it was a failure. That might be the beginning of a whole new reality for you, which is exactly how it should be. So I hope this was helpful for you. Let me know over on Instagram if you have any questions, comments, if you want to share anything that has worked for you, if any of this resonated with you, if any of this triggered you, any and all of the things, head on over Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E-M as in Mary Golden over on Instagram. And I will see you guys in the next episode.